why, but I wanted to start singing the Price is Right. And I was like, did it, did it, did it, did it, come on down, you know, guys? Like, come on down. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Afternoon Tune. I am your host, Chase. Um, and with me, I got my co-host, Nick. Hello. What's up to the people? And then our reoccurring guest, the lovely, the one and only, Gina. Aww. Say what's up to the people. Oh, hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> I can't say just lovely <laughs> guest now. You kind of like a reoccurring. Uh... <laughs> you're you're essentially our host. I am. I am. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, you've moved up in the bill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you've, you've gotten promoted. Yeah, you I got have. like your own trailer now. Uh, <laughs> Emma, For real, Emma. don't play me like that. Don't play me like that. Yeah, a couple don't more get me shows, excited like that. Guys. A couple more shows, and you, get, <laughs> and you get your own bubbles as your assistant. <laughs> uh, what? Okay, I'm but, ready. Um, I'm ready. But <laughs> but uh, today on today's show, uh, you may notice a face is missing, um, or maybe not. Maybe you don't <laughs> notice him, uh, <laughs> uh, but Josh is not going to be here for the entire month. So this entire month, we're going to kind of be taking it sort of like bi-weekly, I guess. Mm. Um, mainly just follow like the major releases. Mm. Um, okay. I just realized I forgot to change my stream key. So I think I'm still streaming on account. You are. Well, so anyway, it doesn't really matter at this point. We are we're here. Um, we're here. But if you do want to follow the uh, afternoon tune stream, um, just look us up on afternoon tune. Uh, next week or next or next time we stream, I will have the actual um, stream key in so we can stream from the actual account. I forgot that. Um, but right now, uh, streaming on my account, Mr. Chase Max. So yeah. <laughs> but on today's show, we got In the Heights. Um, you know, the yeah. musical by uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, yep, it's the uh, first Broadway musical. Um, yes. That people forget about a lot. Yeah, yeah. It was actually sort of like, in some ways, I guess, kind of like an experiment before he could even get to Hamilton. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah and you see yeah. a lot of like those prototype uh rapping uh rap talk style in this um there's there's definitely a lot of uh stories uh mm -hmm. story beats and uh, musical stylings that are similar to hamilton mm -hmm. and then of mm -hmm. course also you have um the latest episode everyone of loki everyone everyone's favorite super villain yeah um loki oh he's not one. a villain remember he's not a villain oh sorry everyone's favorite um uh, anti-hero i guess no well i mean no, without this, saying uh, much this, this without is, saying uh, too much there is a villain yeah but what by the name yeah, of but, loki yeah, case, didn't loki die in infinity war we'll get to there get there we'll get there when we get Ooh. there um but you know Ooh. the god of tricks trickery has had quite a few tricks up his sleeve mm -hmm. in various different uh dimensions timelines realms whatever you want to call them <laughs> i kind of want to break out my conspiracy hat but i saw yeah. how that turned out with wandavision 
Yeah, no, he's very like this show is very Tin Hat, and I can't wait to get into it because it's literally just Tin Hat, just QAnon esque beat, yep. like all of, all of that. Uh, yeah, that, the most craziest things that you could think. All of, of that, probably. Alex. All of that Alex Jones energy is coming yeah. back for for Loki, and it might be right this time. We don't know. We'll have to find out. Um, but maybe, so maybe. we want to start off with In the Heights. Um, I'm going to break it to you guys very simply. I myself, I am not a musical fan at all. Um, okay. The only musical that I actually thoroughly enjoyed was Cats. Lion King, the other cat uh, oh. musical. Oh, the other cat musical. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, what a, I what did. A weird, what a weird, like, uh, first film and a sequel. It's like Cats and then you get the Lion King. Well, I mean. Yeah. You know, it was like an evolutionary sequel. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, it was like the weirdest quadrilogy ever. You got cats, yeah, you got yeah. Lion King, uh, one and a half, and then the Lion King two. We don't talk about one and a half or two. I um, genuinely like. Yeah, one and a half. we don't. We don't. We don't discuss those, Nick, on this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Lion King was it for me. I don't know. I think the nostalgia definitely did play a favor in the Broadway performance for me. I mean, mm-hmm. like the Broadway show was great. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. You have like the people coming in yeah, with it was. and stuff like that. Um, and just like the live energy there is bar none for me at least. Um, but what about you guys? Uh, what, what's your Broadway musical experience? Um, we'll start with Nick because I know Jenna has actually a ton of actual <laughs> <laughs> theater experience. <laughs> I do, I do. Um, <laughs> Besides uh, what uh, people would call a failed career and uh, drama <laughs> in high school, it was like I always auditioned for the roles, but I never got them. In my my high school, we did uh, I think Chicago, and I think we did Rent one year, and I think that was it. Those were the two I went for, and I didn't get the parts. Okay. And besides that, musicals I'm mostly. Pretty much anything that's like been adapted into a film is what I've seen. Like I love Sweeney Todd. I love the, I even really loved uh, Hamilton last year. I The only reason I didn't put it on my like best of 2020 list is because I wasn't even sure if it counted as a feature film. Hmm. But uh, Jenna, you sound like the resident expert here. Uh, what's your, your experience with uh, the uh, The <clears throat> let me let me pull my mustache. Oh, um, uh, need, need to borrow this hat. Uh, actually, <laughs> I do need to borrow that hat. It's a very <laughs> nice hat. Very New York, actually. Um, I actually hated Hamilton. <laughs> oh, okay. I really? hated Hamilton upon the first viewing uh, because I am I'm a little old school with my musicals, so I don't have like Broadway experience, or I wouldn't be here. I would be like popular. Um, <laughs> But I do have off Broadway, and I have I have like done musicals, just not on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And I love musicals. Musicals was actually my favorite form medium before film, before music. It was musicals. So like the fact that it combined acting, choreography, and singing it was like my three favorite things to do. So I like a lot of musicals. When it comes to film musicals, I actually separate them because like Sweeney Todd, like how you said, or Grease. They're like, they were filmed as films and they were singing in it. So it was like, 
it understood the dynamics of film, so mm. it wasn't trying to like adapt a stage play to a film. And I think the last success was Chicago, personally, was like the last good. And I actually saw Chicago uh, on Broadway. Mm. And I was hoping they wouldn't do like Wicked, like try to adapt Wicked to film because it's just not going to work. Like certain stage productions, just the energy is about it being live. You know mm. what I mean? So when I was seeing In the Heights, I was a little nervous because <laughs> I was like, man... Other than like West Side Story, which is another like stage play that was adapted, which I will constantly refer to, even though it's a hella more racist. Like this is not as racist, but West Side Story was like stupid racist. They did brown face the whole time. Um, <laughs> but again, I feel like that they did. It was never brown face. It was it was it may be a couple of Puerto Rican actors, and I think they were Mexican. Um, yeah. No, but you I, were talking about whitewashing background. That was and, like the, uh, the <laughs> epitome of whitewashing. Yeah, they were doing it. Facts. Yeah, they were doing it before Ghost in the Shell made it cool. <laughs> Listen, let's not get into that era. But I think <laughs> I think Golden Era Hollywood was a is a good reference point if you're ever gonna adapt a stage mm. play to film because mm. for some reason they like were able to combine the elements properly. This film. Well, we'll get into it. Know. We'll get into it. We'll get into okay. it. Yeah. Because we don't know yet yeah. whether or not this was the film that maybe turned me into a musical head. You know? This may have been the film that may wow. have turned Nick into a Lynn Manuel Miranda stand. This may have been the film that, you what? know, really changed like the course of your entire life. You know? <laughs> we, we just haven't gotten into it yet. Wow. I'm so, sensing uh, a huge bunch of so let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm mad that you, that Grease wasn't that film for you. That's what I'm mad at. Or I, Little Shop of Horrors wasn't that film for you. I love Little Shop of Horrors, but I cannot stand yes. Grease. So. What? Okay, so The Wiz? The Wiz? No? I oh, like okay, the Okay, laugh. all right. The Wiz? All right. I will give you that. Michael Jackson killed that. That was my, that was my shit. That was yes. my shit. But I was a kid back then. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know if I could see the Wiz now. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, wow. I don't know. I don't know if it'll hold it's up. Pretty, I mean, I rewatched it. I I was in it. I actually mm. performed in it, and I rewatched it. And I think as an adult, it is a little corny, but you will appreciate like the set design in there. It's still top tier. Okay. I have yet to see a film with that innovative like color and set design. Mm. Mm. Nobody can step to it. And Michael Jackson, like, come on. Yeah. And Diana like, Ross, honestly, my bad, girl. It's Mike. It's Michael. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, of course I'm going to like it. Like, I, I just found out, this is random, but I literally just found out the other day that Michael Jackson had a hand in the Sonic 3 soundtrack. And that explains so much to me. Because yes. I, I love that soundtrack. Yeah. And that was, like, the only Sonic soundtrack where I was like, yo, wait, I need this on, like, Spotify <laughs> or something. It makes so much sense now. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. In the heights. Wait, before you start, one more question for both of y'all before you okay. start. Did y'all uh, like Dream Girls? Did you like Dream Girls? I like some of the songs, I'm not gonna lie to you, but it was I never saw Dream Girls. Okay. I'm not gonna say that too I'm uh, not gonna say too loudly that I didn't like it that much because the beehive is gonna jump me. All I remember is that Eddie Murphy got nominated, but then he 
he sabotaged his own chance at a win with Norbit. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That, that, not a good creating, creating a move that I will forever call Norbiting. Norbiting. Like, Lesby, like Leslie Odom Jr. did to himself this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was primed to get an Oscar this year, but like he did that. Uh, what's it called? Music. Music. Yeah. And then they were like, nah, nah, we're not giving you anything this year. You're fuck out of here. You read that script and you said, this is it. I'm acting in it. And <laughs> no, no Oscars for you. Um, but yeah, in the Heights, let's not delay any further. Not delay any further. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So I will say without a doubt, if you're not a musical head and you do not like Hamilton, you will not mm. like this. Um, if you do not like uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda's uh, flow, his cadence, his bars, you will mm. not like this. <laughs> but, 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 but. If you do like music within like Hispanic culture, like they do give you a few things to, to like chew on, like with the background music, um, Abuela gets like the greatest number in, in, yep. in this, in this, in this, uh, in this movie. Yep. Um, Abuela who is played by, uh, Olga Meredith, who is reprising her role from the, uh, from the Broadway production, mm. which won the Tony mm -hmm. for. Mm. And deservedly yep. so, I could tell yep. just off rip, she was a different she was a different level for on this. But yeah. That being said, this did not change my mind at all on musicals. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I do I do appreciate what this film was trying to do and what it was trying to accomplish. Like I do appreciate what Lin Manuel Miranda is trying to do, right? Um, mm. You know, up until the point where I, I found out that. Uh, Washington, Washington Heights was a lot more blacker than they showed it, but you know, we'll talk. We don't need to talk about that too much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll 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 let yeah. we'll let, let other people let other people get into that. Um, but we'll yeah. take the film as is. We'll we'll, mm -hmm. we'll 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 focus on the story, you know. And if we look at the four elements of the story. Uh, yes, it's cheesy, but it is feel good. Um, yes, and yeah. I kind of don't want to call it cheesy because just kind of the nature of what mm. this film is as a mm. movie musical. And there, if you really look at them, a lot of them are like corny or cheesy just by nature. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So if you are already a musical head and you are into that sort of charm, mm. let, let me not call it cheese anymore. If you're into that charm, that style, mm. you're going to love this. Um, but if you are mm -hmm. not, and you are more into like, you know, like more grounded stuff, this is not going to change your mind. This is not going to be the musical that changes your perspective. <laughs> if you want, if you want David Ayers in the Heights, then yeah, uh, this is not it. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I think what it does do with its community aspect, like the setting, I think the setting mm. is itself is great um you have a lot of interesting background characters like um 
What does sueñito mean? Sueñito? It means little dream. have met yeah. these. These is like That's the, it? the like the three sirens that work at the hair salon. All right, all right, everybody sit down, sit down. It's a story of a block that was disappearing. You know, um, but, uh, and I think also just like the sort of sad characters like uh, Lin himself plays like this uh, hot dog vendor who just like sort of walks in and out every now and then. I thought that was he's pretty the, cool. Yeah, he's the snow cone guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yes, yes. And I miss those. I miss those so much. <laughs> facts, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, aside from that community aspect, um, I couldn't really latch on to too many of the characters. Like mm. I, I've seen these characters, the, the core four characters. You have the sort of narrator who, um, you know, starts off with that very cliche sort of, um, this is the story of how I got to the Dominican Republic with my kids. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, then yep, you have uh, the sort of the fashion designer character who's just trying to move downtown you know chase her dreams you have the college dropout mm. and then you also have the dude that wants to date the college dropout um who's working mm. under her father um but you, like you know this story you know where these characters are going you know how they're going to make it out um you know everything's going to be all right especially when a certain lottery ticket comes comes into play. but um hmm. what do you guys think what do you okay think? okay for yeah. a lot of uh your criticism mm -hmm. i agree with you i think a lot of the characters are very cliche you know exactly where the story is gonna go just the second that number comes up but that ninety-six thousand. Mm, yeah you know exactly where it's gonna go yeah. however i don't agree with you that i couldn't latch on to any of the characters because mm. i thought everyone everyone was really fucking great of course the standout is um abuela but anthony ramos he's playing the role that lynn did on broadway and uh, ramos he was also in hamilton he played a uh, john lawrence and he also played a uh, philip mm -hmm. and i would say i would I think personally, I think Ramos is like twice the singer that uh, Lin Manuel Miranda is. Like even in the the recorded version of Hamilton that we got to see, um, it was obvious that Lin was the weakest singer out of that entire cast. Yeah, and yeah. it was kind of like overshadowing. Now, here's a big part of why I couldn't latch onto the characters mm -hmm. is because, especially him. Hmm. That rap cadence, dog. That got. That got to go. That got to go. That got to go. Please, oh, Lin, find a new flow. Please let like the actors like mess around with different flows. Mess around with like different like yeah. you know delivery. Cause like I could hear the Hamilton right off of this joint like from the get go, yeah. and it just took me out of it after. And that's <laughs> within like the first five minutes. Cause I'm like like all right. I do, I do understand like what you're saying, Nick, because like I'm sure he did fine if you like mm. that style, but if you don't like that style and you find it cringeworthy, like mm. I did, <laughs> after a while I just started muting the dude and just like reading reading the captions. Like I was just like I can't take his rapping right now. 
It's just, it's just so bad. <laughs> he sounds like a discount Eminem, like Walmart brand. Um, it was bad. It's, it, but I'm not going to harp too much on that. Mm. Um, yep. Um, Jenna, what did you think about yeah, just but, like the characters? Usnavi is like the weakest character here. I was more interested in like Nina and Benny's story. I was more mm. interested in Vanessa. I was more interested mm. in uh, in uh, Jimmy Smith's arc in this because he mm. plays uh, Nina's father. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and it's interesting. And, I'm glad you brought that up, Nick. From what, I, from like, what I understand, a new element they added mm -hmm. with uh, Sonny, who is played by uh, Gregory Diaz, who we last saw in uh, Vampires vs. the Bronx. Mm. And he's basically playing the same character from that, but they add a DACA subplot in here that was mm. not in the stage play. Mm. That's interesting. That I thought not. was kind of was like a, that I thought was more or less an afterthought because that that element is not delved into deep enough and mm -hmm. for a two and a half hour movie you needed the fucking time for it this is like one of the times where i would say okay maybe you needed like an extra 20 or 30 minutes mm. oh no i was grateful that it yeah. was not that long mm -hmm. um simply because i don't i didn't like much of the music <laughs> mm. but you know when it slowed down and it was like actual like speaking lines i started mm. to like grow a little bit better with it like i i liked the dynamic between the uh the dad and the dropout um mm. the few scenes that they had were no there were no songs so i was able to like actually like you know pay attention thank god he was not rapping um that would have been bad <laughs> um so i was able to like take those scenes a little bit more seriously than i did the the singing scenes and the musical scenes um Simply because they slowed down and just were mm. talking it out and they were acting. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I do agree to that point. Like the DACA storyline could have been fleshed out a lot more it, and a lot more interesting than what the main, the A plot is really, you know, the A plot is just him like uh, with the bodega trying to figure out what to do with it and just mm. like trying to move to the Dominican Republic like we've seen that before if they could have added maybe like a few more elements to his story um maybe that could have interested me um yeah. but what do you think Jenna about like the characters well the I had a lot of I had a mixed feelings because I actually saw this on stage hmm. uh and I lived in the Bronx for the duration of my time it was after this play was made but it was still running mm. uh and like the stage play that's the thing about film musicals that kind of irritate me a little bit is the lack of like character development almost or the mm. arts because on stage again you would not say that about the characters on stage like every every character like i was invested in this story this is the last musical that i was like Okay, I did not like the style, actually, mm. funny enough. Mm. <laughs> I hated it, absolutely hated it, because I hate Hamilton. Mm. Because again, I'm a little bit of an old school, you know, Broadway musical girl, okay? Mm. I need you to actually sing, honey, not rap. And, uh, but I enjoyed it just because it was different. Like at the time, mm. you didn't see nothing like that. You, mm. you didn't see anything like that. So for us, that was Hamilton. For us musical kids, like in the mm -hmm. heights, was yeah. like, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Hamilton, I definitely um, think is a more. Go ahead, Nick. And I definitely think Hamilton's a more polished version of of the music that's mm -hmm. featured in Keith, because yeah. Manuel Miranda yeah. has had years and years to like work more on like his style, uh, critique it as you will. But yeah. I would say the songs in Hamilton are are slightly above the music here. Yeah, no, yeah. I think that's I think also just a novelty. Mm. Oh, my bad. Uh, I, For me, at least, like with Hamilton, right? The little charm of Hamilton to me was like, are you casting like an all black and Hispanic cast to play the founding fathers who are very much so racist? Um, oh, and Parler and had a... Yeah, if Parler were around, they would have had a grand old time with that. Yeah, no, that was... And that, along with them um, rapping... Because, uh, like, I was I was well aware that Lynn couldn't really sing that well. So, I, I like, mm. after a while, I accepted it more so. Like, yeah. here, I know everybody in this joint can sing, especially mm. the main dude. <laughs> so, it was just kind of like, oh, yeah. bro, why are you rapping like Lynn and then not True. giving me those, like, it, notes it, that it, I know you can hit? <laughs> yeah, I hear that, but it doesn't bother me as much because... Uh, Lynn himself isn't performing along with this cast. Like when he is, but that's kind of uh, is sharing scenes and sharing numbers with guys like like Anthony Ramos, like Leslie Odom Jr., like Philip Asu. Uh, his yeah. like less polished singing acumen it stands out even more. No, but like what I'm saying is right. Yeah. Why do you have these guys who can sing, not Lynn? Mm. Um. Why do you have them rapping in your exact same cadence every and flow because, every single song every single song switch right. up the flow at least right, once give me it, something okay. that's not cringy at least once give me some give me some like metaphors oh, that i can work with. jesus christ did lin-manuel miranda fuck your girlfriend what no what I'm, just, oh I'm just i'm just Where i'm just i'm just look from? Look, I'm just tired of this man Max, getting away wait, with this one-note flow. I'm just tired of this man getting away with this flow. Jesus, did the man cut you off in traffic? What did he do to you? He she made me, he he made me when Manuel Miranda touched you. He made me sit and watch a two-hour movie of a dude that I know who can <laughs> sing rap in his flow. Yeah. That's what he did wrong. Yeah. I... But like I said, when this came out on Off Broadway, yeah. this was this was you have to understand when it came out, mm. there was no other musical like this, yeah. right? Yeah, and it was I, experimental. I this is considered experimental. Yeah. So, but my main con my main critique was a critique shared. I forgot her name. She's like a prolific black writer who also saw Hamilton mm. for the first time, and I she had the same issues I had within the heist as a whole, and actually mm. with this film. Uh, because I actually enjoyed the film. I didn't get to finish all of it because it was too long and I okay. cannot deal with the rapping. Like the fact that you guys use black like mediums of art, but mm. you don't study it enough to know the flows, yes. know when to breathe. Like rapping is an actual like art. Like you need to know your breath control, you know your cadence, it has to be on rhythm. You need to know like fucking the english language very well mm -hmm. like you need to know so many other things it's literally poetry to a beat so my issue with lin-manuel when i saw it on stage is the same issue i have with hamilton is the same issue i have in the film is you're utilizing a an artistic medium that you are not good at period yes. 
in the fact that you didn't or would not hire an Afro-Latinx, right? Or Latinx or Latina, Latino, whatever, whatever is appropriate because I'm not a part of that community. So my apologies, but y'all know what I'm saying. The fact that there's so many Afro-Latino folks who rap who could have done that role and did it well so that the audience could keep up, so that the audience could understand is annoying. Because like I said, the stage play, those characters are amazing. It, it stuck in my head the whole time. I loved it. I love the energy of the show. It was just a whole different experience. When you transfer that to film, it's, it's, you have to like make sure everything's on point because mm-hmm. now we can pause it. Now we can rewind it. Now we can sit down and look at it. You don't really have that same advantage you do with a live show. And for me, that's a nitpick, but it also is something where like, when I saw this on stage, when I saw the film, I pretty much was like, bro, he gonna have to give Spike Lee some money. Haiki for real. Yeah. There, <laughs> I, mean, I know what film I'm talking there, about. <laughs> definitely you know, a, lot like, of, uh, a lot of, I don't want to say stuff ripped from, but <laughs> stuff that's ripped from do the right thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in yeah, terms of like the techniques and stuff. Yeah. 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 Like when uh, definitely cut Spike Lee a check. <laughs> yeah. Or at and least that, give him credit. Also, the original, like, <laughs> right? With, uh, I don't know why we call her Nina. It is Nina, right? That's the character's name. The one who uh, lied the, when she came back from school. College, yeah. Yeah, Nina. The whole That's thing the about by a uh, race. Yeah, exactly. For me, for what I remember, it was a while ago. Now it's been over ten years since I've seen it, so I was kind of shaky on like the plot mm. when I seen it. But when I remember the feeling I left with was like, wow, I left this play, but I learned so much about my fellow Latin brothers and sisters about what school really means, right? Because I was also inundated with that same rhetoric from black families of like, go to school, go to school, go to school, go to school, Mm. so you can get out, so you can get out. And I lived in the Bronx and that is heavy there. Like, Mm. and it's so mixed too. That was my other issue. It's like the Bronx is the most diverse in my opinion. I've lived in New York for close to Mm. 10 years. It is the most diverse in my opinion out of all the boroughs. So you have all types of different types of people that wasn't represented really properly in the film and it Mm. bothers me. Mm. Uh, And then it was just like the impact of her dropping out of school for some reason. I remember that like, probably because I was like right out of high school when I seen this. (laughs) But when she dropped out of college, like it impacted me a lot harder. Maybe because maybe the actress who played her did it better or maybe just Mm. the stage production, you get more time with like character building. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fact they try to squeeze in that data, like you said, like, it just, like, if you're going to push that in there, you need to just go into that more because that's huge. Yeah. And it's still, mm-hmm. like, a big thing today. So, for me, it seemed like the political things that held the weight in a stage play where you could really get that character building, that character art, mm-hmm. because it's a stage written production, it just didn't transfer very well here. So, although mm-hmm. it is still good in the... I will comment on this though. I love the set design in this mm. film. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. the, is... the costumes. Like, I love it. Like I felt like I was back in New York, and I was like, "Yes, with the snow cone, man. You feel me? Give me my icy, bro. Give me the blue flavor." Like yeah. I was yeah. like, I feel like I was back home. I was about to get off at Wakefield 
you feel me? Yeah, Pass the Grand me. Concourse 149th. Like, I felt like I was back home. Yep. Like, Give me that fucking uh, power else. blue closer to like crystal meth <laughs> than syrup snow cone. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when they pour it on there too, do the little, do little. Man, explain a lot. Like, so it's like it had like it would. <laughs> it has the essence of it, which I feel yeah, like yeah. is great. But because we had things like Glee, High School mm. Musical, you know what I mean? We've had TV film productions that have learned to adapt musicals for TV and film. I felt like, especially because this was directed by somebody who doesn't direct musicals. Mm. You got a director who doesn't know how to do musicals on film mm. to film a musical. Well, like, it just seemed like it was a whole bunch of music videos I count, with like I, I, text well, put in there. Like, and I count, uh, are you seriously? You don't count Step Up 3D as a musical? Get away from me, Nick. <laughs> Get away from me, Nick. Not step up three. Not the third one. This <laughs> he didn't do the first one. He did the third one. The one we did the here. second and third one. Oh no, that's. Mm. I mean, I was gonna give I him mean, some credit here and there because, like, I do think, especially like Abuela's uh, solo, he went all out for that joint. That's true. Yeah, he that did. Was... Go, he did go all out for that. Yep, that is the best. Nah, set. That is the best number of this film, and yeah, um, it is. I, I think. I think. In, I think. In, I think the club one, even though I didn't like the song too much, I did mm. like how it was. Oh, I like that one to sort of to some degree, um, especially like you know, like you could really feel the dynamic of him just trying to dance with her and everybody trying mm. to dance with her, and like him also just being a douche at the same time. Uh, you guys know I don't like this guy. <laughs> yeah. But you know, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think I think certain aspects work translate better, but obviously that energy that you were talking about with Broadway is lacking tremendously. And I and I do wonder, like, I yeah. wonder if I did see this in Broadway, maybe I would have warmed up to it, sort of like how I did with Hamilton. Because after a while, like, I still I wouldn't put Hamilton in a in a, in a favorite of anything, but I warmed up to it after like halfway into it because it was mm. just like, all right, like I'm, I'm, I'm in it. It has a charm to it. Um, so I wonder yeah. if getting that live performance with uh, a more diverse cast, just a little bit more, might've <laughs> might uh, yeah. might uh, helped immerse me a little bit better. But I do think the setting as a whole yeah. is its strongest aspect if you don't think about how it may have got whitewashed <laughs> uh, I mean, oh extremely whitewashed <laughs> which is ironic because they're talking about gentrification yeah. like they call south bronx now so borough you know what mm. i mean and when i left new york it was already a wrap so mm. like i said like i don't know it just seems like all the political things that they wanted to use for emotional weight mm -hmm. just is different because when you're off Broadway, you can experiment more. You can, it's just a different feel. You actually have actors of diversity. You know what I mean? It's just a whole different vibe. And I feel like with what is, what was this budget? A $50 million budget? What was it? What, what's this budget? Really? 30, $30 million? One of them is, yeah, bro. 
this budget was $55 million. With a $55 million budget, and you're telling me you this is what you're giving me? Like, it just, it just screams, hey, Hamilton was a hit, girl. Let's put the girls on screen with their first one mm. and see what goes down. And it's just like, you guys cover so many important topics that I feel like a lot of Americans don't understand what it means to be an immigrant, what it means to be Afro-Latino, what it means to be Latino in America. There's just so much more culture and y'all just boil it down to Abelita, like, it, this film just boiled it down a lot more than the stage production. Like, stage production was like, USA, you know what I mean? But like, this one, it's a little bit more just like, let's tell the love story and, and this and that. And the emotional punch that I got that I still, because re- I was excited for this film because I, I remembered how I felt when I saw the play. And I was like, oh, bad. This, this was kind of lit. This was like the last thing I saw that was lit. And then when I seen it, I was like, why do I feel like I'm getting the fucking Disney version of this shit? Like, why do I feel like y'all just sanitized everything and kind of like, well, we feel good now. It's a feel good movie when really you're supposed to leave and be like, wow, that was such a rich culture in the Bronx. Maybe we should preserve that. You know what I mean? Like, maybe we shouldn't support the fact that people got to shut down their bodegas or that, you know, people who came here and provided the culture and the life of the Bronx can't stay here anymore you know what i mean so it was kind of like for me i enjoyed it as a musical but i would implore people i don't know if it's still having a broadway run i don't think it is but if it is or if you're like a local community theater doing it please go see the stage play because even the way the acts are structured are actually different from the way the beats are structured in this film so it gives you a whole different emotional beat than the mm. film gives you. It's not like super different, but it's different enough. You know what I mean? Okay. So, mm. But I thought it was cute. I thought it was cute. It was, it, I definitely liked this better than Hamilton. I just can't okay. get down with Hamilton. I cannot, I'm sorry y'all. <laughs> I'm right. not gonna write that. You didn't, even like, you didn't even like the King's part? I thought the King's part was kind of funny. Like once the Yeah, King... which actually gets in If I could fucking understand it. <laughs> Yeah, which the king's uh, <laughs> it gets a nice little Easter egg here. Oh, he does. Yeah. Where is yeah? He it's this? Like when Jimmy Smith is on the phone, the like uh, hold tune. It's like it's like that song. Da 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 da. Oh, okay. Da-da-da-da. Okay. Yeah. 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 So to wrap up, uh, <laughs> to wrap up our our discussion, our review, our thoughts on in the heights. Hmm. For me, eh. <laughs> I'm not gonna give this like a review. It's just it, you know I'm not a musical guy, so I don't feel like I am the, ter- the person, the right person to give a number score to this. So yeah, eh. Mm. What do you think, Nick? <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, I've kind of come around on musicals. Like I'm, I really enjoyed Hamilton. And I think this is like a more raw version of what that play ended up being. Um, John M. Chu, I think uh, his uh, stage is, um, excuse me, his uh, direction in the musical numbers and uh, his cinematography, I thought that really stood out here. Um, Good on you for getting uh, Mm -hmm. to reprise her Tony award winning uh, role for this. And 
directing yeah. the hell out of that number. That was amazing. That brought yeah. tears to my eye when I was watching it. <clears throat> the rest of the cast, I thought they did fine, but I also agree, uh, like what you were saying, uh, Jenna, that there's just something missing when you're translating this, this like very long, very raw, very energetic play to a film. And from what you're saying, kind of uh, Disneyfying it to a certain extent. Hmm. But that being said, I still enjoyed all the musical numbers. Um, this is 100% going on my Spotify, and so is the original uh, <laughs> original soundtrack for it. Um, <clears throat> but for me, I'd say this is a uh, uh, an 8 out of 10 for me. I'm a sucker for musicals already, and if I'm humming the soundtrack to a musical after I've watched the movie, then that's a good sign for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely is. I do, I will, that's the two things that stood out to me. I'm glad you brought that up, Nick. And I'm glad, shout out to Alice Brooks. Uh, I rarely name cinematographers who are mostly men, mm. but this is a woman. Mm. And she did her motherfucking thing. That's, um, that's something that stood out to me was the, the cinematography and the camera movement mm -hmm. uh, and the framing of the camera. It was just, to me, I was like, I want to hire that person when I do a musical. You know mm. what I mean? Uh, I never seen Cat, hated it, didn't see the film. Um, so don't, for me, I don't have anything to like reference this to. Yeah, don't see uh, Cats unless but, you unless you want to take a dip into insanity. <laughs> unless you want to lose <laughs> your mind. I was told not to watch it so. Not the mushroom. <laughs> No, 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 no. I saw that. I no, that. I saw. No, I saw that motherfucker. New Year's Day. <laughs> I was at the club all night before, drunk off my ass. So I went to a tent because I went uh, on the train, got myself some ramen, felt good, was still drinking. Went to the theater at like 10 a.m. New Year's Day. Saw cats because I thought it'd be fun. Nah, once that movie was over, I was dead sober in horror yeah, yeah. sounds like yeah I, I definitely <laughs> sounds exactly like, how you would yeah, watch exactly. that. <laughs> it's like that panel of uh, <laughs> joke where he's like <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah i i definitely uh i don't want to watch it uh but this i would recommend uh for me the set design again for the for the people who did the production on this mm. Hands down, thank you. I, I feel like the production crew, especially stage and film production crews, don't get enough love. And mm. I feel like if it wasn't for the production crew, people give the director props. But I feel like this is more so the production crew and the cinematography yeah. actually mm. actually saved this film for me. I'm not a fan of the music, uh, but it is. I like, like, again, I like this better than Hamilton just because it was just a little bit more relatable. And the, the rapping fit here, you know what I mean? Because... Mm. Spanish is fast, especially Spanish in the Bronx. Um, it's different from California Spanish. I'm a slow Spanish. California, out there, they're, they're fast. You know what I mean? So yeah. it made sense that everything was fast. So the, it set the tone. Like, it made that work here. I don't think that worked in Hamilton. And uh, again, shout out to my Abuelita. Uh, she was amazing. Again, that's why she won her, her award. But I definitely would have chose a director who does musicals for this play. Mm. And um, 
honestly, there's other films that just do this better. I gave y'all shit to them. Grease, even if you don't like it. Grease 2, even. Chicago, Little Shop of Horrors, Dreamgirls, like No Shade. Those films are much better film musicals than this one. I didn't, uh, I didn't, and they're also traditional. I didn't musicals. put Sweeney Todd so, above uh, above this as far as yeah, and Sweeney Todd. <sighs> but again, those are those are that is my nitpick. Those are traditional mm-hmm. musicals. This mm-hmm. is not a traditional musical. This is an off Broadway, so it's experimental. You're getting new things. I feel like if you want to see how you can do a musical in a different way, which is why this was so popular. Mm. Definitely watch it and just watch it in general because it is a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with this film. Uh, it's just for me too long of a running time. They definitely sanitized it for white audiences. And I feel like they would have been, they would have, they would have done better with a director who actually knows how to direct uh, musicals or at least music videos. Mm-hmm. So I will give this actually a seven out of 10, mm. a seven out of 10. Times I wanted to look online and buy a ticket to go back to the Bronx. <laughs> yeah, for me it's a eight, eight out. Of, this close, y'all. I was this close. For, for me, it's a eight out of ten uh, cafe no con leche. For me, was, eh, just go to, yeah. just go to the Heights at that point. I'd rather just be there. <laughs> it don't look the same. It, it don't. don't. I'm gonna tell you right now that shit. Uh, is, yeah. Yeah, there's not a whole bunch of yeah. like colored uh, like banners like going around every building. Mm. You gotta go deep into it, and no oh. shade, but uh, y'all know there's a lot more going on, so I'm gonna need a lot more death because this is the Bronx, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be curious. The goddamn Bronx it was enough gunshot. Yeah, I'd be point. wondering if. I'd be wondering if a guy like a uh, like a Carlos Lopez Estrada who did blind spotting, I wonder what his take on this would be. I wonder if like he would have gotten something that was a lot closer to like some of the heavier themes of the Broadway show. Hmm. Oh yeah. It, he would oh my god. I also get it. You're trying to package this to a wider uh, audience, trying to piggyback off of the success of Hamilton. So I understand. Why I also they... think he would fix the flow part. No problem. <laughs> I think he would. Yeah. He has a good taste for music. <laughs> but he's not black. He's not black and he don't rap. That's the problem, Chase. He, he ain't black and he don't Period. Like, oh period, nigga. Hire a nigga, bro. Hire a nigga. Please, just like a consultant or somebody. You have the money now. That $55 million could have gone to some, somebody. Somebody to consult like all right look this is how somebody from in the like from washington heights would actually rap they would not be doing this little preppy uh eminem flow that you trying to do here okay right who is that rapper that i hate and he did that corny ass video where he tried to do like show both sides of racism oh luca uh joiner lucas yeah Yeah. Yeah, they, they all have that sort of corny dumbass up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate that dude, bro. He's a fucking But if I ever see that nigga in traffic, bro, it's on sight on God, bro. Oh, oh you mean like like what what apparently Lynn Miranda's dumb to chase? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, so to move on to people who have actually wronged the timeline 
done actually, this. Nah, so Lynn actually fun. has run the timeline, honestly. But, uh, <laughs> but... Oh, do you see that? Now, before we get into that, do you see that tweet that somebody called him, like, uh, he's like Brown Tyler Perry? Yo, I'm pretty sure I sent that tweet <gasps> in the group chat. He's Tyler Perry, but for Wait, white what? musical people, for theater kids. Yeah, I don't remember who... Uh... <laughs> Was it was it wrong? Was it, I mean like you know I, I will give him credit. I will give him credit. I will give him credit. I can't see it. I can't see it. I can't see. Hamilton is much better than every Tyler Perry movie that I have ever witnessed in my life. I will give oh, him that oh, much. Oh, oh, uh, the, the, <laughs> the exact tweet. Uh, uh, yeah, in quoting, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda is Tyler Perry for white liberal nerds. Yeah, that's the tweet. That's the tweet. I, yeah don't know if i i don't know if i disagree that's a bit of a it's a bit of a stretch i laughed at it i didn't think about it i laughed at it it's a stretch i i just i just i just laughed at the fact that they compared him to tyler perry that's just funny to me (laughs) because he should have said medea he should have said the Medea oh of white liberals, which would have made a lot more sense. Oh but it's gosh. funny because I was going to tell you, Chase, now Tyler Perry is backpedaling like a motherfucker talking about, I didn't like playing Medea. Oh, bitch, you show sure love playing and you getting that goddamn money. Yeah, no. Nah. on stage, acting like a you played so, Medea for like 20 nah, years. You sure like the checks that step and fetch it show got you. <laughs> You played you right? played Medea for twenty years and didn't enjoy it. Song. For real, like nah, girl, bye. You're lying. Yeah, but you, you know what, Tyler Perry, I love you. I love you, Tyler Perry. Please support my work. Nah, I don't know. I don't I know. I mean, like about Tyler Perry. I mean, like, sure, that studio looks nice, right? But like, think about like the sacrifices creatively that he probably will force you to take. <laughs> Like oh, the yeah. wigs that he'll force oh, yeah, you, no, like your actors to wear. Yeah. Think about Cotton it. Think about wigs. it. Think about <laughs> it. He spent all that no. money on the studio, but he can't afford. I would, afford I would actually put. Design. Can't afford water for <laughs> your extras to drink put, in the background. Uh, I'm weak. Can't afford. Can't afford the same hairstyle like two days in a row when you need to reshoot a scene. I'm weak. Wait, what are you saying, Jenna? Shut the fuck up, Nick. I agreed with the last sentence. I'm just talking about a fall from grace. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> right? We haven't even did a, what's that movie? Matrimony or some shit? What's oh, the name? Um, fucking, uh, Acrimony? Acrimony, yeah. I saw enough. There. No, I was going to say, actually, actually, Acrimony was kind of fun. Um, I mean, I mean, no, Acrimony but is actually a good and... actor. I would like to put him in my... Yeah, acrimony is fun, and so is uh, Temptation, just because of how stupid that movie is. Absurd. That man is a menace. (laughs) Yeah. That man, honestly, some of those- Some of those stuff- Cheated on her husband and got AIDS. (laughs) Some of the stuff that he gets away with, I think the time variant police should jump on his ass. Yeah, can we can we get Owen Owen Wilson uh, to <laughs> jump on this dude? Yeah, because he 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 has messed up the timeline on numerous occasions. I'm talking about my Twitter timeline primarily because usually <laughs> where I see most of Tyler Perry's um, movies, it, unfortunately, <laughs> it's just like seeing the worst of it on Twitter. 
the people would just like post like the like you know like the wig the wig uh situation where it was changing every every shot um, <laughs> uh what if what's up tyler perry is loki technically because you know, is you know <laughs> you're on to something there you're on to something there and speaking of tinfoil theories <laughs> Uh, putting on, on our, uh, our uh, Alex Jones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get, get into our uh, Q and like that transition, huh? I like yeah. that transition because you know well done. Loki's a shape shapeshifter, well so done. he very well could well be done. Tyler Perry this entire time. <laughs> you know, it was Loki. <laughs> <laughs> Facts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It was Tyler Perry. Oh. <laughs> Long, so, bad, bad, bad. Put that on. <laughs> so I'm. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry, Chase. Go ahead. I'm kind of like blanking on like how the the show begins. I think the show begins kind of like where we left off with that variant of Loki in Endgame, right? Yeah. It, where, it, yes. Like, it picks up right yeah. at right at that scene of Avengers mm -hmm. Endgame, where. Because mm -hmm. of time travel fuckery, Loki gets his hands on the Tesseract, yeah. and he fucks off into his own spin-off series. <laughs> like he doesn't even get a like he doesn't even get a, a break, like a second to like recover <laughs> from his fall. He like falls into the desert, and then immediately the time police are like, "Nah, you gotta go. You gotta go." <laughs> no, he gets like, no, he gets like a couple seconds to like try and get his speech. Only they don't speak English. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. 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 There, <laughs> there were those the the um the people in the desert that he did talk to very briefly. Yeah, like um, Yeah. It's like they're just in their language. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> and then the time police show up, and it's like, yeah, never mind. <laughs> you got to go. And then they like, I, I'm assuming they uh they men in blacked the uh the uh. The, yeah, uh, they men in uh, black people. that entire like little branch of reality. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. But it is very like yeah, from then on that whole sort of like in that sort of realm, I guess that has to be some of the most ambitious and trippy stuff that we've seen Marvel do, <laughs> in my opinion. Like, hey, Bubbles, how you doing? Yep, uh, Bubbles. Bubbles. Oh, this is actually a variant bubbles. Uh, Very yeah. I'm weak. <laughs> variant bubbles. Get out of here. And like I know we I just will say just real fast, I mm -hmm. love that opening. Oh yeah. That opening is the opening to that uh it was good. Yeah, because it actually took me back because Endgame I think is the only one that I actually remember out of all those Marvel Avengers films, because mm -hmm. I don't think they were that great. Uh and it was like, I was curious. I was like, when that happened, I was like, where the fuck did Loki go? <laughs> like, where did that nigga go? And yeah. now they're telling us. So that was a great tie-in. Mm. And it's a great tie-in because you can now say this is that this is canon, technically. Mm -hmm. Because they put it in the film and this. Like, all the other things that we've seen, I guess you could say those are technically canon, too. But this film, like this film, see? This series... Uh, it's like, I feel like movie. I could watch Endgame and watch the series. Mm. Yeah. It is shot like a film. It's very yeah. cinematic. Yeah. Yes. Of, all, all like, of the I MCU think a little bit more shows, than WandaVision. Yeah. All of the MCU shows are kind of shot cinematically. 
But I say this one like, to the most. And like all of them, it's seamless with the MCU. Yeah, I mean, even like color grading yeah. wise, like I didn't even notice a difference between uh, the end game footage and this. Um, exactly. And like to get into the opening, just like, uh, like, well, not the opening per se, but like how they introduce you to the time. What are they called officially? Like the, oh, uh, uh, the TVA, the uh, Time yeah. Variant Authority. Mm -hmm. How they Authority. introduce you? Oh, who who uh, we have to introduce a, a returning uh, favorite of the show, uh, Wunmi Masaku, who plays a uh, Hunter B fifteen, who we know from Lovecraft Country. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. My girl. Yeah. Um, yep, my girl. The cast is, yeah, no, we, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but the cast is, is tight for this. You have Owen Wilson, uh, Gugu, who was my childhood crush. Um, I forgot where I saw her initially, uh, <laughs> but uh, Woomba, wait, that's how you pronounce her name again? Wumi Masaka. Wumi, Wumi, my bad. Um, and then of course you have Tom Hiddleston himself um, reprising the role. Um, Right, where do we want to go with this? Do we want to do? We, do we want to break down like literally, like literally every scene, or do we want to just go into like I, the major like highlights that we enjoy the most, and then break down theories? I mean, we can do either one. I'll just sneak this in real fast for uh -huh. folks who read the comic book. I think you, I think if you want to, I think the highlight of this uh, is if you want to defeat a god, you take him to the DMV. <laughs> Because that's essentially what the TVA is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like time the, DMV. <laughs> the fucking like lines yeah. of fucking uh, barriers that you're the only one there is like, can I just go over? Nope. <laughs> and that's realistically like what I imagined like the time police to be. They would be just a whole bunch of bureaucrats. But what the, are you about to say, Jenna? Well, that's why I brought up uh, Sex Criminals, even though that comic came out after TVA. Uh, oh. Y'all should read it. It's about a couple who have sex and when they orgasm, they can time bend <laughs> and they're hunted by the time police. Oh, that uh, sounds... And that was my introduction to, yeah. Sex Criminals is an awesome, awesome comic. But shout out to like Marvel, because clearly they did it first. But I feel like, I was able to get kind of like two comics in one because I feel mm. like this is if that comic were to come to life, this is kind of how it would look and feel. Mm. So I'm actually kind of juiced that the how they actually brought the TVA to life mm. was mm. very. Uh, I like it. I like yeah. this whole like. I think this is actually my favorite Marvel series out of all of them. Like WandaVision is cool, but like mm. so far off this one episode, just the TVA alone. Mm -hmm. uh it's it's definitely they did a very good job in making this in world building you know yeah. what i yeah. mean the, the world building for for tba is pretty good yeah because here like you're not they are not holding your hand at all yeah you get like you get like a two minute cartoon narrated yeah. by uh by a homegirl tara strong yeah as a uh, miss minutes and that kind of explains like the sort of like you know the as much it gives you as the it gives you the basic background yeah. of the TVA of which the timekeepers one of whom may or may not be Kang the Conqueror. Mm. 
Because mm. <clears throat> that, that one of them looked just like Jonathan Majors. I have to look back at that. Um, but yeah, no. Believe me, you'll see the nose. Hmm. I have, to, I have to look back at that. That's interesting. You'll That's a nice that detail. The um, nose, nose. The nose. <laughs> but yeah, no, you have that. Um, and then you also sort of see the scale in which they're important. Like they're, they're on a different see, level than Thanos. You see the power d difference. They're using very the, quickly. They're using the Infinity Stones as paperweight holders. <laughs> They've got like two or three. I saw like two or three fucking reality stones. Yeah. They got. They're collecting them like Pokemon cards. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, some of the guys here use them as paperweights. And I guess they're just like sort of using like they just take them if they're in like a timeline they're not supposed to be, I guess. And then, mm. you know, or or like if they're being used in a way that they're not supposed to be, I guess. Um, <laughs> But I, I just find that so intriguing because for the first like decade, you were built up to sort of believe that the Infinity Stones are it. Like this is like, yes. this is this is as far as we can go. Mm. And I just love the fact that this uh, first episode just immediately <laughs> just throws and, everything out the window and breaks you... that ceiling completely <laughs> and just shoves you into the weirdness. Like... <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's like that meme of like uh, Hella walking through the Asgard vault, and it's yeah. just all the Infinity Stones weak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not because none of that matters anymore. We've gotten past it. We saw, we saw the story. We saw the mm -hmm. limit of their power. The it's over. We're we're moving on to greater things. Yeah, um, and and the dialogue yeah. in this is vague enough that yeah it kind of fills in like some of the potential plot holes like if mm -hmm. loki was was apprehended by the time police then why haven't they done shit about the avengers mm -hmm. yeah and they like they, yeah, that was supposed to happen yeah yeah um and and like i know it's a lot of people also hate... interesting to just oh my bad oh oh please jenna yeah because like this is a, like one of the things I can nerd out on because mm -hmm. like one of the few comics I actually know. Um, but it's interesting that they kind of retcon this again because there mm -hmm. isn't um, like a trilogy of people. Technically, it was like a whole not a whole bunch of people, but mm -hmm. like uh, like Owen Wilson's character who is uh, Mobius. Like there's like a whole like group of them. So it's interesting that they kind of like did like oh the three people that kind of control time and i was like from my memory it was like a whole bunch of you niggas fucking around so, <laughs> but, so it's just like i kind of like but where they're going that they and i wonder if they're gonna bring in yeah it's vague enough yeah oh no because the tva is like hmm. yeah because there's like justice uh, peace. There's like all types of people in the TVA that kind of play their role hmm. and represent like different, you know, philosophical aspects. Yep. They, but it's interesting because I really nightmare do want to see how they're going to play. Yeah. They name drop mm -hmm. Nightmare, which is like potential connection to Multiverse of Madness, which hmm. we got to address oh, yeah. that because this, this much more so than WandaVision that has potentially more connective threads to that film yeah yeah definitely because yeah. um you know the main conflict that is the uh going to be the focus is going to be 
Loki and Owen Wilson Morbius, they're going to try to chase down a variant of Loki um, that is sort of mm-hmm. causing havoc throughout various different timelines and sort of creating this sort of, I mean, time travel is tricky, but I'm, a, I'm assuming it's going to be like a sort of like more so of like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a butterfly effect or sort of like a, mm. uh, um, or maybe even like branching off points where they're like, there's like different timelines where this could happen, different timelines has happened here. Yeah. So nothing the, is truly the way, connected anymore. It's yeah. all moving out of whack. Yeah. I think the way they explain time travel in the MCU is mm-hmm. like, once you make a change, you're essentially just creating a branch of reality. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the reason that the Avengers, they went back and put the Infinity Stones exactly where they got them was to close off that branch. So yeah. the Avengers kind of did the TVA's yeah. job for them. In a yeah. Sense. Oh, so that's yeah. why that they were able <laughs> that, to get away yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. That's why the they TVA were able to like, get away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why they got away yeah. with it and why uh, the, the Ancient One gave Banner the Time Stone in the first place. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because as this goes on, if, they, if they're really going to do the TBA, like how I think they're going to do it, it's going to get messy real quick. Because with Loki, what I also, I mean, they may do it, they probably would structure it better because TBA is like everywhere pretty much in the Marvel Universe. But like, I like how Loki kind of brings up the essence of the bureaucracy and the bullshit of the TBA because that's mm. kind of what it is. Because every former employee who worked with the niggas stole something from them, try to like run like everybody who's worked there kind of was just like, fuck this shit. You know what I mean? I'm out or I'm gonna steal something or I'm gonna change something or I'm gonna do something. So it's interesting that Loki kind of calls them on their bullshit with his woke ass. Hashtag Loki woke. Like <laughs> Loki, nice, Loki, get it, Loki, Loki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Loki, Loki, Loki's, like, Loki's uh, joining Zemo in Loki, the woke MCU woke. club. Yeah, 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 they're gonna be listening to Marvin Gaye. They're gonna be in the Marvel. Loki was Loki woke. He was Loki woke. He walked up in here and said, "Man, fuck this white man shit. Get the fuck out of here." Him and Zemo are gonna be in the club. Right. And it also was like for me the first real time we're getting some actual character arc development because mm-hmm. Loki is such like Loki and Thor in general these are like actual Norse mythology gods mm-hmm. you know what I mean like Loki is a god like and so to see the how we worship gods right or worship a god mm-hmm. and to see him be powerless in this situation like that and to kind of see him stripped it, it was beyond a fish out of water trope, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen this type of fish out of water in so many films, in this trope so many times. But the fact that they turned it on its head, and because we've seen all these films, and we've, we've been able to grow with this character, but this is the first time I really was like, oh shit, we're actually getting a character arc now. I, you know I, what I mean? I because think this character the- is now confronted with, a, with an identity crisis. I wouldn't say it's the first time we've Go gotten ahead, a character arc from Loki because I thought that was one of the highlights of the first Thor film. It was Loki and his arc. Mm, and he was like kind of the first true. of the relatable MCU villains because he had that conflict yeah. with his father. And we're kind of, and we have to remember, this is not the Loki that that died in infinity war this yeah. is like avengers loki 
Yeah. This is yeah. the guy who, to our knowledge, was still evil, who hadn't gone through the changes that he did in the Dark World or even Ragnarok. Yeah. And I think um because here was the scene that basically sold this whole series for me, right? That it was the scene <laughs> where oh, he the, was the watching fucking cry, the crying cameraman meme. <laughs> where he was watching himself his life play out. Yeah, and years. him and I feel like the biggest conflict with Loki is mm. he thought that he was unloved by his mother and his father and his brother mm. and see in him getting to see that there was a version that was that heard all of it and also not being able to go back yeah but also i think what hurt mm -hmm. him the most though was um seeing his demise i think hurt him the most because that was like the moment where he was just like all right no i cannot this is not how i end like <laughs> this is not what I, I'm doing with my life regardless. And, I'm not getting yeah. my I'm not going to be the one that gets my mother killed. I'm not going to be the one mm -hmm. that uh continues to hurt my brother and my father. Mm -hmm. Uh and I'm definitely not going to get my neck snapped by Thanos. That's what we're not gonna do. <laughs> so um and I love that I man, Tom Hiddleston, I I I, I know the internet gives him his flowers, but I do think like we on here should give him his flowers because he was acting his ass off scene alone <laughs> oh yes e even <laughs> yes Just... and especially opposite owen wilson who yeah owen wilson he's kind of playing that yeah i've seen everything mm -hmm. I i've done this for a while i know yeah. exactly what you're gonna do and he and tom hiddleston's chemistry are i think the big care uh, the big thread that is going to carry this series yeah but the only critique I have for Owen that he didn't give us a wow. Wait for it. That They're wow gonna, better come in at the need most to have it. powerful We need moment. to see wow. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... Yeah, but, yeah. God damn, his dramatic yeah, whole... it, it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, that you brought that up, that this wasn't the Loki that we've seen throughout the films. This was the one at the end of the Avengers, because I mean, if you if you play with time travel, we all know mm. the mechanics of that in film and <laughs> television. But what's interesting here, I think the reason why I say the character art, because, I mean, Loki was always one of my favorites from Marvel, mm. just because you know being adopted at all, uh, it was kind of like you know mm. he he represented what it felt like to always be an outsider but be the baddest nigga in the streets so. though. Mm. So it was just like. <laughs> Seeing him watch his life on screen hmm. and understanding, you know, how I grew with the other character in the film, I think it's art because he he kind of goes back to the comic book Loki, not hmm. necessarily the Marvel Universe Loki, where hmm. we kind of get this Loki where it's like, all right, you're not even technically the son of Odin, like technically. You got taken in, so yeah. it's like we get this. Yeah, even down to like, like the BR, they don't call him like Odin's he son. was. They don't call him Odin. No, yeah, it's No, they do not. So when he's like, "I'm taking my rightful place at the throne," I'm taking my right. It's all about a validation of self, mm, yeah. right? 
with external things. So it's like the fact that we got to see him in that short amount of time, which is a kudos to the director. The man. Very well done. Kudos, kudos to the Phenomenal. Yeah, kudos to Keith Aaron who directed was. this, Michael Waldron who wrote this episode, and Tom mm -hmm. Hiddleston who the camera is just yeah. on that entire scene is on his face and it is doing like yeah. six movies of character development in the span of like five minutes exactly so yeah that's why i felt like i was like well holy shit. like out of all the things i remember him for because when i see him in the films i was like okay whatever come and release okay girl we got it and but when i seen this it was like oh no okay i'm looking for now you know what i mean like i haven't excited for a marvel character did mm. like none so loki is yeah. like the first time that i'm actually like high key juice mm. because he's the one that's actually interesting he has layers and he he represents this just complicated just mix of you don't know what he's gonna do which is literally the essence of loki yeah so it was like, really good to watch him yeah, course, I, my home like this, yeah, I feel like this show it's because with with WandaVision and with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we we all know that Wanda, Sam, Bucky, deep down, they are good people and they are going to try and they are going to do the right thing, no mm. matter what. Loki, it's a little more ambiguous. And so you get something that's a little more akin to something like Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul with mm. like a sci-fi twist. Mm. That's interesting. And especially and like I because they... You because they present right away that there is like the main villain at least we're so led to believe at least is himself mm. or a variant of himself so that interaction yeah. is going so, to be very interesting to me because now it's like all right is he going to team up with himself can he and his other self even like communicate because i've known certain stories like that just destroys the whole universe or like that just yeah them. and, <laughs> you and know? uh and I read a, like a criticism Marvel is like they mm. they have like three types of villains. Uh, one of them mm. being the mirror, and I wonder how when you do it literally because yeah. this is Loki potentially being confronted by his worst mistakes as mm. in a physical mm -hmm. form, which I think is mm -hmm. a very interesting route to go, and maybe that's what causes the multiverse to fucking break. And I'm more, and I'm very curious about how this Loki, like the origins of his <clears throat> variant, um, is like, I'm trying, like, I don't know if there were any, like, well, there probably weren't any hints in like the Thor movies, but, <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to figure out like where, where were those holes where that Loki could have existed? I wonder, um, if they were already given yeah. to us ahead of time you know <laughs> um so that's gonna be very interesting um one of those we, we already know we already discussed already that the evil variant of loki is going to be played by tyler perry um, <laughs> <laughs> no it's not going to be tyler perry it's going to be Medea, tyler perry as medea as true, loki true, yeah. true 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 it's gonna be like, there's gonna be layers they're gonna use my whole girl with me <laughs> they're gonna use my homegirl. They're gonna use Wunmi because she's a black hunter and they're gonna have her be like black on black crime. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, uh, <laughs> gonna get her own like trap remix of uh, it was it was me all along. Oh my gosh. Right? No, I do already. By the predict. way, I was, I'm not gonna cap. I was so happy mm. seeing her. Yeah. Yes, me yeah. too. I was like, yes. And I was so happy to see, um, 
uh, the guy, uh, Casey, that Loki, he literally stops to ask him his name just so he can threaten him more personally. <laughs> yeah, that like, was a funny thing. Casey? And then, get rid of the goddamn Tesseract! Oh, goddamn Casey. And yeah, they're like, I'm gonna get you like a fish, and he's never experienced a fish. what a fish is. He's <laughs> literally just been this construct in this time variation world his entire <laughs> yep, life. And, uh, yeah, and Casey Probably is, never uh, ate in his, in his life either. Probably yeah, doesn't uh, need to. Yeah, and the guy's played by uh, Eugene Cordero, who's like a comedic character actor. You've seen him on stuff like uh, like The Good Place, The Mandalorian. Uh, he's mm. uh, voices for uh, Bob's Burgers, Central Park. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, looking wow. forward to this. Okay. I'm looking forward to this. Um, but any like to end to end the uh, sort of show, any uh, last predictions? Um, I'm predicting that Wumi will her character will come around. Um, that they I, I'm hoping for like a trio sort of like uh, like beat down of the Loki variant and whatever forces we get he like, may send. We get like the boys season two finale beat yeah. down or like variant Loki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Um, I'm also I have no predictions about just like what the Loki variant could be. You can are there any like comics that this variant could pull from you guys think? Mm. <laughs> that you know of at least i don't know okay. i don't know if anything it may be so loki has been reincarnated quite a few mm. times in the marvel universe and loki even took on a female form mm. in the marvel universe and has a relation to scarlet witch mm. so it, they'll probably do one of those variations okay. of Loki that were impactful in the Marvel Universe. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's going to be, uh, what was the, I'm trying to think of her name, bruh. Because she was high-key raw in the comics, bruh. Because uh, she was Loki, it's just she took on a female form. Oh, Enchanted. I forgot, I but it'll probably be thing. her. Is that, is that what she, yeah. Enchantress, but fucking... Uh, or one of the times he was reincarnated. Yeah, Enchantress, but like uh, David A was gonna be ten, ten, cease and desist. That would make a lot of sense, actually, though, because they did make a big like uh, sort of. I, I'm there, gonna, there was they, a big casting announcement that they cast Lady Loki. I don't remember the that, actor. Uh, and also that they made like a very uh, like sort of like announcement that Loki was gender fluid. So like. It, that's not out of the realm oh, yeah. of like possibility for them to introduce Lady <laughs> Loki in this. As yeah, the and um, yeah. yeah, and the actress who's playing her is uh, named uh, Sofia DiMartino. That's at least mm. according to uh, to uh, IMDb. Oh yeah, so they're probably gonna do that. That makes a lot of sense because Loki again. I love that character because yeah, the guy's a shapeshifter. Really of course, he's gender story. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can't wait for the neck beards to just start being crying. It's like, can you walk project Honestly, I'm pretty sure oh, that's yeah. canon to the to the uh to the Norse mythology though. It is so, canon. They can't they can't Oh, anything. you don't want to hear about the time Loki fucked a horse. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's canon, uh, but I will say that Loki is not the whole point of Loki was like not representative of typical masculinity like yeah. Thor. So what Loki lacks in like strength and brutality and kind of this, you know, rah 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 wartime yeah. made it for in cunningness skills, yeah. you know, 
sorcery, which are typically associated with feminine. But that motherfucker, bro, Loki is not, he is not going to fuck with it. Like, Loki is like, Loki raw. Ah! Okay, that's been the show. <laughs> okay, that's been the show. We've had a great time. Uh, <laughs> so, um, prediction? But yeah, no, I did. Did everybody? Yeah, did anybody theory, else have uh, have any more predictions? Because I I do like the Lady Loki theory. Um, All right, I yeah I think Lady Loki is the variant that's uh, yeah. that's uh, causing havoc, and the finale it's gonna be them. They can't stop her, mm. and something is gonna happen. Like because uh, we see like flashes of a time where like the Avengers towers and ruined, and I think Lady Loki comes from a period where she won mm. in the first Avengers. she mm. won she killed the avengers thanos came and wrecked shit on earth mm. and that's gonna be the point where reality breaks and that that point the timekeepers are gonna be like fuck we tried the tva we gotta handle shit now and that's where we get kang the conqueror coming in mm. okay. mm. and i also think that again uh mobius or whatever Owen Wilson's character is gonna have a big like role to play in that actually I don't think he's like purposely contributing to it but I think because he's trying to do because he's the one where he's like the cool teacher almost mm. I think um I think him trying to kind of cut corners not cut corners but do things that aren't to code that yeah. don't follow the bureaucracy that is the CDA. Mm. I think he's either going to help or somehow inadvertently fuck shit up even more. Mm. But I feel like he, I feel like he's going to do that only because in the end is actually going to help everybody. Similar to what Doctor Strange um, was for them, where mm. it was like, damn nigga, you saw all these endings, but you didn't know what the fuck. <laughs> but he, he made certain sacrifices or followed certain actions because he knew. I feel like that's gonna be like Owen Wilson's character. Like he gonna act like he don't know, but on the low low, he knows, and mm -hmm. he's gonna keep pushing people in certain directions mm -hmm. because he knows what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's yep. and I don't, and I think all the characters that are introduced in the show, like Wound Me, like uh, Mobius, like Gugum uh, Bathara, I I think those characters they're gonna make it out by the end of the season. Because they are all oh, yeah. way too interesting to just be one and done. Mm -hmm. And Marvel, it's Marvel's mm -hmm. gotten so much better at uh, leaving some of the more interesting characters alive to potentially revisit them at some point. Like, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if in like the next like couple months or weeks we see an announcement like they're reprising their roles for Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I mean they're slow to kill in general, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but. We didn't really touch touch too much about the philosophical implications. Um, just like, especially between Owen Wilson's character and uh, Loki, they were talking basically about just like how um, do you make action? Like, are you the one deciding actions, or are the actions mm. already decided for you? You know what I'm saying? Is everything yeah. already played out? Um, and that was a very interesting conversation because Loki, mm -hmm. you know, very much so believed that he at least uh, could control what is going on um all of his actions yeah. he believed in in his in his twisted head um were right for everybody else um 
but unfortunately for him, well, fortunately for us, uh, <laughs> uh, he was not in control. But that whole sort of fatalism uh, philosophy, that was something mm-hmm. a lot more deeper than I th- ever yeah. thought Marvel would ever go into. Um. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, it's definitely the free will. It's, yeah. it's you know, free will versus yeah. fate. You know, mm. do, choices. What are choices? How do we make choices? Yeah. You know, and I and, and I, I I did like that, and I like the fact that they didn't cover it superficially either. You know what I yeah. mean? Like mm. the fact that you're thinking about it now, Chase, and a lot of people are like, "Well, are are our choices really our choices?" Because the, I like old Wilson where he didn't even bring up, like, he don't even focus on the fact, like, whether it's faded or not. Like, some shit is what it is because mm-hmm. of the choices that you make. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting here thinking you have all this free will, but look at the choices that you made and how it impacted everyone else. And you had mm-hmm. no problem stealing their fate. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. had no problem with your choices kind of defining their lives and being an oppressive force in their lives. When it comes to now you being in the oppressive state, all of a sudden, oh, I make my own life. It's very, I like I like it because especially in America, this idea of individualism, right? Mm-hmm. You all think we're this individualist and we do things on our own and we, you know, have help from no one. Mm-hmm. But it's always interesting because in God we trust. <laughs> so it's kind of like, I love how they brought that up. It's like, mm-hmm. we believe in God or God, but we do everything on our own and no one can help us. It's kind of like the same dichotomy. And they did it in such an amazing way. And Owen Wilson played that very well because he was like, nigga, you thought, (laughs) you feel me? But like, why does that matter? Because at the end of the day, your actions fucking impact all these people. Mm. You know what I mean? You're so hung up on whether you can make choices or not, but look at the choices you're choosing to make. Yeah. And I was like, Owen Wilson, one day you're going to fix your nose, but until then, <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that that um, that debate is probably going to be uh, an underlying conflict between uh, the Loki variant and um, the sort of TVA plus mm. Loki. And I'm assuming Loki is probably going to find the truth within those two um, perspectives. Because I'm assuming already the variant is just like still gun ho Like, I make my choices. These are my decisions. Mm. This is my will. I am free. Um, so I'm, mm. I'm, I am going to wonder where this Loki that we, that is the protagonist, is going to end up on. And what decision, or what philosophy he's going to end up with. I think that'll be interesting to see. If they pull it off right. Ooh. I already know where he gonna end up. I know where he's gonna end up, bro. This is my last prediction. Okay. He's gonna end up in Mass Effect 4. Chill, 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 chill. I haven't finished. I haven't finished one yet. Chill. He's gonna end up joining Dom and the crew. Oh my god. Chill out, chill out, chill out. Is he a renegade or a paragon? We don't know yet. The DBAs are cameo in Fast Nine. That's how Han's alive. We talk about choices. Yeah. The choices in that game. Oh yeah. People are gonna for all my Mass Effect people, including me, y'all go. That was for you. <laughs> I already find it stressful. They, they I know. I know. I already find it stressful, and I know that one doesn't even have like the major choices. Like I, I heard one has like the like the you know personality choices more so rather than the major like this character will die if you choose this. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I don't think I'm ready. Over, I'm not ready for that. I'm already stressing, but. 
um speaking of which um let's 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 plug our stuff um on the afternoon tune you can find us on facebook twitch where we are not streaming on currently find us on the afternoon tune um not the just afternoon tune um twitter afternoon tune youtube afternoon tune um we are literally everywhere where you can find podcasts on spotify you're on if you're listening on apple or if you have an apple account feel free to hop on that joint give us five stars moves us up the algorithm you know what i'm saying gets us views you know what i'm saying yeah uh uh yeah i think that's about it for afternoon tune but if you want more of me uh (laughs) you can find me at mr chase mac um on twitch twitter and instagram that's spelled m-r-c-h-a-y-s-e-m-a-c where they where can they find you bubbles because that's that's <laughs> that's what they really want to see <laughs> Yo, bubbles is so cute oh my you can god find me on, so you can find you can find me on instagram at bub.bles0922 <laughs> and where can they find you nick oh you can find me uh <laughs> Twitter, Instagram at Night and Day Nick, and our special Jenna, guest. Where can they find you? Yeah, again, still banned from Twitter, so Instagram. <laughs> uh, <laughs> treat me like Donald Trump in this bitch. Get oh out of here. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, <laughs> but for defending lesbians, legit. Really? That's why they um, banned you so, for? Uh, yeah, for yeah, yeah. I have receipts. Um, but yes, you can find me, Damn Gina, Instagram, D A M N J E N A. You can also find me on oneofus.net. Uh, I do reviews over there. It's great Chris Cox uh, from the still days. Uh, but yeah, check me out on oneofus.net over there. I do movie reviews, and you can hear this beautiful voice saying absurd things over there. Yeah, even more absurd things than she says on here. <laughs> I know, right? How is that possible? But uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, Don't forget to always stay Stay tuned. tuned. Tuned.